Welcome back, Empty Nesters. I am so excited today to have Misty Phillip on. Um, I mentioned to you all, if those of you that are following these podcasts consecutively in the last recording, about a wonderful thing that I got to be a part of called the Spark Media Conference. And I had heard about this Christian podcast conference. And as somebody who's a bit new at this, I, I signed up and went to Nashville. And listeners, I cannot tell you how prevalent the Holy Spirit was at that conference. I learned about so many things that um, in, my, in my heart, I just hope as emptiness guests goes forward, that you'll see some good things that have come from things I've learned at that podcast. And we have the founder on today. So that is so wonderful. And another thing I was reminded of in the just in attending the conference is how the Bible is so alive and full of scriptures that are supportive to the content that we cover on this podcast. So without further ado, I would love to welcome Misty Phillip and have her introduce herself and tell you about her. And uh, there is one thing I want you all to know about before she gets going is the book that is wonderful. A book study is The Struggle is Real. And that is what we're going to talk about today but I'd love for you to hear about Misty from Misty. Welcome. Well, hey, hey, y'all. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. I'm Misty Phillip. I am a Jesus girl and a wife and a mom of three boys who have grown way too quickly. Um, I don't have an empty nest yet and probably never will, um, but that's that's a whole nother story. Yes. I am an author and a speaker and a podcast host and the founder of Spark Media, like you said, that um, I host events to gather and equip and train Christian podcasters. I also have a podcast network that we started, a magazine uh, to amplify the voice of the podcaster. And um, that's just what my family just loves to serve podcasters because God has impressed upon our hearts the importance of podcasting in our time to reach people for the gospel and to give them hope because the world's in a struggle, right? We're all struggling at, at some level with something, um, whether it's on a grand scale or, or a small scale. And so podcasts are a way for us to um, to spread the message of hope. Yes. And, you know, Misty, I learned from you at, at, the, at the conference about the app called Edify. Here I am, a podcaster and listeners, I didn't even know about this wonderful app called Edify. Can you tell listeners about that just a little bit? Because I'm always encouraging people to listen to wonderful content on Christian podcasts. Yeah, so the Edify app is a place that wants to be known for the go-to Christian podcasting app. So they are gathering lots of different content. Um, it is run by um, the Christian Post. So you may be familiar with that publication. Uh, Billy Hollowell is the one who leads that up. Billy is a friend of mine. You know, we have something similar with the Spark Network because we're creating this network in this place where people can go and listen to Christian podcasts. Um, but we wanted to lock arms together because we're both on the same team, you know, we're working for team Jesus. And so we want to get as many people um, out uh, in the world to know about these places for Christian podcasting. 
Yes, and I absolutely love that. You know, I was a new listener um, of the podcast before I started this podcast, Empty Nest Guest, and I actually started listening because I have a little neighbor who has Asperger's, and he's, his dad says we refer to him as being on the A-team. And so I started listening to podcasts about how can I be a better friend to this little guy that lives down the way and I had a lot to learn. And then, Misty, when, when I've learned about you and your family and your boys, um, there are podcasts out there for everything, um, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Um, you know, I've shared my story in the past of having a special needs son and what that looks like. And for those who don't live with it, I don't think you, people really understand mm -hmm. um, the, the struggle that's there, the daily struggle and challenges that um, parents of special needs kids, and that can be anything from, you know, medical special needs with special diets, behavioral issues, especially for someone. Um, I love that you said on the A team because that's great. That's a, that's a positive way to spin it because it's not always positive. It's um you know, it can be very difficult days and difficult nights and being a caregiver can be really difficult. So yeah, there's absolutely, there is a podcast for everything. Yes. And I've learned a lot about just listening to things you can say and how to encourage and, and his parents are open too, which I appreciate. But you know, Misty, when I think I talked with you at the conference in person, I was like, I'd love to have you on this podcast because, you know, we, we see the word empty nest, but for some aging adults like me and my fifties and my, I have two dear friends, uh, with special needs children, they will be at their home forever. And so the nest won't be empty like that per se, but as that special needs child grows into more of a self-sufficient adult in that home, it will feel a bit emptier. So there is actually a category for empty nesters with people at home. Yeah. So that's, you know, I started praying about what was next because I had homeschooled my boys and my oldest son went off to college. And then I realized the other boys were growing more independent. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to drive myself crazy or I'm going to drive the boys crazy if I don't find something else to do. And that was kind of even the catalyst of me starting to write and to speak and to podcast because it's something that I could do from home while having my special needs son here. And I could work my schedule around um, caring for him because it, it is a full-time job to care for a special needs person, even when they grow, like our son does have some independence, which is wonderful and amazing, but um, it still can be a challenge. Yeah. And I, I don't have it. I'm just friends with those who, who have it. And I admire um, the dedication. I admire the advocacy and you all spent a, a, quite a while trying to figure out how he even was diagnosed, right? I mean, it was a, uh, would you remind me again how you figured that out? Yeah, that's a crazy story. So I had bro broken both of my arms in a bicycling accident and I did an endo over my bike and I wasn't wearing a helmet. So oh. I put my arms out to brace my fall and I broke both of my arms and, you know, unable to do anything for my boys 
And, and, and I was the one who kind of did everything in this, you know, I'm the mama bear in this house full of boys or the queen bee. And uh, I was always buzzing around. But then when I broke both my arms, I couldn't do anything. And it was during that time we lost, um, our son's insurance because no one paid the bill. You know, I wasn't paying the bill. I was recovering from broken arms. And he, at that time, attended a school that cost about $5,000 a month. And so we could not afford to keep him in that school without that insurance paying for, you know, a huge portion of that. And so we were faced with bringing him home and I was still homeschooling my youngest son. And here I was unable to even care for myself. I couldn't wash my face or brush my teeth or my hair or get dressed or like they had to do everything for me because I had, had severely broken both of my arms, Um, but it was, I just can't, (laughs) cannot, but you know, I'd do it all over again as awful and as painful as that was because the result was in my crying out to God, I said, God, for your namesake and for your glory, we need you to intervene. We need a miracle. I can't take care of him. I don't know what to do. And within about a week, my husband was listening to a talk show and found out about this doctor in Dallas. we made an appointment and took Connor. And for the first time, in 15 years, we understood what was actually happening with him and began to start treating him and his brain injury. That's just, I mean, it's amazing in the midst of what is so hard. And, you know, I was, I was looking at um, just some information about your wonderful study, which is The Struggle is Real, which um, you can find that on Amazon. Tell uh, people where they can find your study. Yeah. So you can find that on Amazon. It's called the struggle is real, but so is God. And uh, I wrote that study. It took me about three years because I was still homeschooling. And when I pitched the idea to publishers, they didn't quite get it. But the thing about it is, is that God knew that the whole world would be in a struggle when COVID hit. And so he had laid this on my heart years before. And, um, but something I want to want to say is that, you know, we struggle with the enemy of our soul. That's the struggle. Yes. The struggle is, is sin. Um, and, and Satan, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But, and that's why I put, but so is God. But Jesus came that we would have life. And not only that we would have life, but that we would have abundant life. And so even in the midst of our struggle of sin and living in a fallen world and the pain of all that, we can overcome because God has given us tools to be overcomers. And we fight from a place of victory, not um, from a place of defeat. Yes, that's so good. And, you know, as I was looking at a scripture about this, Misty, I was thinking about Paul and how you all have so much in common just in the Bible. And there was a scripture that really stood out um, and it was Philippians 1.30. And it says, we are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past and you know I am still in the midst of it. And you were in the midst of a lot at one time and hadn't, had you already lost a child and a parent by that time? And you've lost your brother as well. Yeah. So the struggles for me started very young in my life, losing my brother, um, lost several babies. I had a miscarriage at one point. I had a tubal pregnancy that nearly took my life. Um, and then we had a baby with trisomy 18, 
who was stillborn and the doctors wanted us to abort him. And we said, no, he's fearfully and wonderfully made. So we went through several years of, of grief and loss. And at the same time, we were taking care of our parents while we were raising our kids. So in the midst of homeschooling and having a special needs son and losing babies, we lived next door to my in-laws who both had brain tumors and my mom who had um, COPD and um, ended up with lung cancer and was in and out of the hospital all the time. So those years were really difficult of just trying to educate my kids you know, that's hard enough just to homeschool. Then to homeschool with a special needs child, that compounds that. Then to homeschool with a special needs child, taking care of, of parents with with really, um, you know, terminal things. It's just really not, not easy to do. I just can't fathom. And then when you had broken arms and, you know, um, Misty, you and I were talking before we started recording listeners, there's a podcast. Um, I met this wonderful girl at, uh, the spark conference and her name is summer shepherd and her podcast is called no seriously. How do I do this? And I loved the interview that summer had with Misty because they kind of started talking about um, Misty's faith in the midst of this struggle. And she asked you, Misty, I don't know if you remember, she said, um, you know, did you, did you kind of go off where you just were like, okay, God, and you were so quick to answer how you stayed fervent and faithful because you know that he's right there with you. And I loved your answer because so many people are like, yeah, I questioned God or I was really doubting this. And you are so sure of that faith that I got to see at the conference that just poured out. And I would love to have you share with listeners how you stayed so strong in the midst of all of that. Yeah. So for me, uh, just being rooted and grounded in the word of God. So I started, you know, reading my Bible when I could, you know, it's hard. The kids are young, right? You may get a little scripture here or there, but when we had just struggle after struggle, like the word of God was my lifeline. I could not get through my day without it. I remember when um, the doctors had told us that our baby was incompatible with life. And um, I knew that our son was probably going to die, but that we had chosen to carry him as long as the Lord allowed. And there was a point actually that his heart had stopped beating, but we were waiting for him um, to be born and, and he, he wasn't. And so there was a, a couple of days period where I knew that he was gone, but I was still carrying him. And all I could do was just lay there with the Bible on my face in a puddle of tears mm. and just cry out to God. Because that's the thing that that we all need to do in the midst of our struggle is cry out to God, but then his word is there and it is a balm. It is his love letter to us. And there are so many great scriptures that just help us to get through, to know that even in the midst of the struggle, that God is good and that his plan for us is good and that he loves us. Even when we're tossed to and fro, you know, around the world with all of the struggles that we're facing, God is there in the midst of it. And he loves us more than we will ever know. And because of that, that's how I could be okay. Because I knew that his love was greater than any height or depth or breadth or anything 
And that as his child, that he loved me as much as I loved my child, um, even more, even more so does he love me. Oh, that's beautiful. And, you know, Misty, thank you for being so vulnerable about that. And if, if people pick up your book, um, the struggle is real, but so is God, what will be the things that they will get to study? Um, I, most of the listeners on this podcast are believers, and I know that some are not because I have corresponded with some who said, you know what, I appreciate the faith in this and, I, and I'm seeking and people have asked for different things to read and I love that. But I also am aware that not everyone can go to that deep place with the Lord. That is where I go. That is where you've gone. But for those who are really struggling, um, if they picked up your book, can you tell them what they would be able to dive into? Yeah. So I tried to write it for somebody that is a believer and wants to grow in their faith, but mm-hmm. also for somebody maybe that's not picked up a Bible. And so um, you, it starts off in Genesis because that's where um, that's where our problems start. They start in the garden and we have to understand that we have that enemy, um, but that God didn't leave us here without weapons of warfare. So we walk through all of um, the weapons that God has given us to um, tear down strongholds and any lofty idea that comes against us. And we have, you know, the shoes of peace and the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and all of the different pieces that he gives us. And we, so we go through that, but the one offensive weapon that we have is the word of God. And so, so we dive deep into some places in the old Testament. We look at old Testament overcomers and the common theme in their life, which was faithfulness and obedience. And we kind of follow that theme all the way um, in the middle of the book. It's all about Jesus because Old and New Testament, it's all about Jesus. The Old Testament points to Jesus and Jesus is the fulfillment of the law in the Old Testament. And so we we look at that and then we look at some, you mentioned Paul earlier. Paul um, was shipwrecked and beaten and imprisoned and just all the different things that Paul went through in his life um, and that, that he had persecuted Christians, but then that he became the um, Apostle Paul of the New Testament that has given us so much hope. And so we look at um, some of those passages and then we end up in Revelation with the promises to overcomers because there are specific promises to those who are faithful and obedient to the Lord and just are faithful to the end. And that's what he calls us to do so that one day when we finish this race, that, that he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yes. You know, Misty, that's, that's awesome. And my husband and I were having this discussion just the other day. It's at, at this particular time, listeners of this recording, um, when this is preserved, we are watching a horrific war on television unfold for the people of Ukraine. And my husband and I were just like, we cannot imagine the struggle. But yet we learned that 70% of that the Ukrainians are, are believers. And we were reading in Revelation exactly what you were talking about, Misty, that, you know what, they are holding on, those believers, to the promises that they know and their salvation in Christ. And, and it is just amazing to watch the struggles and entire 
cities be completely obliterated, and yet if you search hard, you can find the faith stories of people that are standing on the promises of God during this time. As, as my husband and I were talking about um, exactly what you mentioned about the promises of God in Revelation are so encouraging to me as we sit here and watch something that we can have no effect on other than donating or um, helping and just pray for the people of Ukraine right now. So many of the, the Christian stories that I'm seeing of the people in the interviews are they know the promises of God and they are, they are fighting and they are against a struggle that seems insurmountable. And, and I love that I've heard some of them talking about Revelation and that book and how encouraging that is to them. Yeah, and Revelation is the the one book to read, and there's there's a promise that of a blessing that's tied to it by us reading the book and doing what the book says. I love that, and and obedience is hard. Um, you know, obedience is hard when you're in the midst of maybe a struggle that uh, maybe a chemical imbalance. People with depression, anxiety. You want to get better. You're trying. You're struggling. So many things are, are hard and can keep you in the trenches there. And, you know, I, one scripture and story I was thinking of is um, kind of when you find yourself and you're not really an active participant in a struggle and, and you're just, you're struggling physically, but you can't even engage. And I love the scripture, Exodus 14, 14, the Lord himself will fight for you. You need only to be still. Did you ever feel like that in the midst of, of just struggling at home? Absolutely. There were several times that I had to claim that specific scripture over myself with different challenges that we have been through because there was nothing I can do. But, but when we are weakest, that's when the Lord is strong and that's when we can depend on his strength. One of the, the features I wanted to mention too about the Bible study is the daily declarations. That's one of the, the people's favorite parts of the study. It's taking scripture and declaring it over yourself. So one of my favorite verses is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And that's from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And so if I were to take that scripture and declare it over myself, I would say, I, I, I can trust in the Lord um, because he, um, sorry, <laughs> confusing myself. I can trust in the Lord with all of my heart. I don't have to lean on my understanding yes. because because with him, he's going to make me strong and I can do all things through Christ. Like I can do all things. So it's just taking those scriptures and really understanding that they're there for us and to personalize them over ourselves and, and to speak that over our situation and to know that, um, that God's word is for us. And it, like I mentioned earlier, it's that weapon um, that we can use to fight our battle. Absolutely. And I love the daily declaration because as a little girl, that's so awesome that you quoted, I can do all things. Listeners, um, I, I give a shout out to my sweet mom often on uh, Empty Nest Guests for the life lessons that she's taught me. And we grew up um, knowing that scripture, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And sometimes you emphasize, I can do all things because you feel like you can't. 
And another mentor in my life um, who's in heaven now, we did episode, I believe episode six together on emptiness guests is about your purpose. And I learned how to declare and fight the weapons of just awful warfare by, by walking around my house. And listeners, sometimes I will say, gosh, I'm feeling depressed today, or I am feeling down. And I will say to myself, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. There is joy in the morning. There is a new day. And you have to just speak out life and, and claim it and consecrate our places to not be a place to allow the struggle to be there. Um, and, and, and it doesn't mean it evaporates or goes away, but I do think declaring and claiming spaces um, as holy and a place to let the spirit operate is what we have to do when we're struggling. Misty, I agree. Com- yeah. I, yeah, I agree completely. And and I would also add that worship is a weapon. And so when I'm in that place of just, you know, feeling down or depressed or overwhelmed with life circumstances, I know that is when I need to put my praise music on and I need to just start a gratitude journal and start thanking God for all of the things that are good. Because even in the midst of our circumstances, we can find um, reasons to be joyful. And I think also when we just, when we praise God, it takes the focus off of us and our problems and gives us that right focus of, of being focused on the Lord. Oh, that's so good. And it's, isn't it amazing how music can change an environment? I mean, Worship music, the, my go-to song is 10,000 Reasons. When I am just waking up and feeling like, oh, does you know, anything I do matter or do I? Just being down, we, we all can get there. And I turn that song on by Matt Redman. Thank you, Matt Redman, if you ever listen to this, 10,000 Reasons. We have 10,000 reasons every day to be grateful and to be thankful and that song can really change the um, just environment in my home. Do you have a special song that you like, Misty? Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's, uh, how much time do we have? We could be here. <laughs> we could we could be here all all day. But um, one of my um, new favorites is um, from uh, Maverick City, and it's Firm Foundation. And the subtitle on that is, um, is he won't. And, um, it just says Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on stand. Um, whenever, when everything around me is shaken, um, I can't think of what the next lines are, but they're awesome. Yeah. We'll give a shout out to city. It's so good. I love that. And, you know, just, um, like you said, just to get in scripture and I love that you share those who struggled um, in the struggle is real because I listened to a song the other day. I need to find the title. I'll put it in the show notes, listeners. Um, our church had a, in the words of the song was they referred to Jesus as the son of suffering. And you just think about mm. his suffers and what he did and his overcoming. And if we tie ourselves to him and know that our overcoming is because he first overcame. And, and Misty, you also talked about um, with Summer on that podcast, I love something that you said about bitter and better. Do you remember what you yeah. all talked about? Because boy, if we stay bitter, that suffering just absolutely escalates. 
Yeah, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know that we have a choice every day when circumstances come our way. We can either learn from those uh, struggles and trials, and that the Bible talks about um, that, that we go through those things because it conforms us to the image of God. And it um, we, we go through these testing and these trials to make us more like Jesus. And I've seen people, though, in my life where they go through these trials and they become bitter and they become angry and they question God. And, and it's okay to question God. He's big enough to handle our questions. What I think is not okay is for us to get stuck in the why and and then turn that over in our head because the battle is in our minds, right? So if we take those circumstances that are difficult and we just turn them over and turn them over and turn them over instead of taking those thoughts obedient to Christ and and to God's word and what that says. Um, Because when we compare our struggles to what the word says, the word says to count it all joy when we experience different struggles. It also says that in this world, we will have tribulation. If we are followers of Jesus, it's not like we might have problems. It says we will have trouble, but take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. And so I think that, um, yeah, we just need to, we need to know the word so that we can use the word as a weapon. I love that. And I, I'm, I have to have the word I've been, I read through the Bible every year, the same, um, the one year Bible plan with my dad, my dad's in one state and I'm in the other. And so I read a little bit of Psalm, a little bit of proverb, a little bit of old, a little bit of new, but this year I decided to change up that I'm reading now the message version. And it's just been so rich to just remind myself of all of the struggles um, as I prepared for our talk, my talk with you, just even bringing Jesus into the world. Think of the struggle that was. A young girl, unmarried, Joseph wondering if there's anything he can teach him. The wise men had a struggle. There was a struggle of the shepherds to get there. I mean, the whole thing was one big struggle. And you would think that God could have snapped his fingers and made that so easy to bring his son in the world. And I think that's just so we can identify that we do serve and honor and hope to. I just want listeners, if you don't know Christ, he is the son of suffering and he is who you can go to with all of your sufferings. Absolutely. You know, there's another verse that talks about Jesus is our our great high priest and, um, you know, Jesus has suffered. So he understands our suffering. So even though Jesus came and he's fully God, he was also fully man. And that fully man part was all of the struggle that he would face growing up and just living here on the earth and, you know, being a boy and growing into a man and just all of the different things that he would struggle with because that made him understand our humanity even better. Um, But he was yet fully God in, in the midst of that. Yeah, we are, we could just, we could, I wish we had more time to talk. I, my main thing, I just wanted to do a, after visiting with you and being so just blessed by your presence and, um, listeners, if you could just be around Misty in person, she just radiates the Holy Spirit. She radiates hope. You know that the Lord is 
on her and in her and with her and everything happening with Spark Media and the Spark um, that you do have a spark. We always talking about that with some ladies at the table at the conference. It's like you are a spark and a conduit for so many. And I appreciate the struggles that you've gone through, that you've written them down. Um, you didn't brag on yourself. Listeners, um, when, when that struggle is real came out, tell us about the award. You won an award for that very study. Yeah, well, it it launched at number one on Amazon for Bible studies. And so that was a lot of fun. And then I won an award from the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association for the best Bible study that came out that year um, in 2020. It, It won the award for the number one best Bible study. I just think that's wonderful. And we are honored to have some time with you today. And how can listeners get to you to find out more about you? I just want to direct them to the right place. And, and you know, listeners, I'm looking at one scripture I want to make sure I talk about too is 1 Timothy 4.10. This says, this is why we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God who is the savior of all people. And it, it, Missy, this says here we're going to continue to struggle. So we're going to continue as we as we go on. So how can people dive into some things that you've offered and find out more about your study and more about you? Yeah, so I, I will tell you real quick, I put uh, hashtag Jesus wins. So we just need to remember that in the end, Jesus wins. And so that is our, ho- is our hope. But you can find me online as Misty Phillip. I love to hang out on Instagram, um, mistyphillip.com. You can find my podcast and my books. And if you're interested in learning more about what we're doing with Christian podcasting, you can go to sparkmedia.ventures. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I'll have all this in the show notes. And, you know, listeners, each time that a podcast is recorded, um, you are prayed over. I know that there are some of you, I appreciate that you write in about things that you want covered. Um, I know the struggling of uh, my sweet widow friends that are struggling in ways that I don't know. And those who have lost spouses, those who've lost children, there's so many struggles and so many things that um, together in a great community, I always like to encourage, I hope you have a community. I hope you're reaching out. I hope you are reminding yourselves to listen to the worship music and to dive into the word um, and grab Misty's book if you can. And and just know that you're prayed over. We prayed over you uh, before we started this podcast today. And Misty and I will be believing and praying for those of you on the other end that the struggle is real, but the big word, but, but what, Misty? Let's leave him with some parting thoughts. But so is God. Remember, Jesus wins and he is with us. We are never alone in the midst of the struggle. He is always there and he loves us more than we can even comprehend. And he will get us through any trial that we face. And um, there's hope in eternities. Everything that we suffer here is what Paul says is a light and momentary affliction in comparison to forever. And so that is our hope is that we will one day be reunited with Jesus where he will wipe away every tear and um, everything will be amazing because we'll be with our Lord. Mm. That's 
well said. Thank you so very much for your time. And Misty, I wasn't planning on doing this, but I'd just love to uh, offer a prayer for those listening. And then listeners, um, if you haven't subscribed, please do because more shows are coming your way. And um, Misty, is it, I need to mention the Spark, um, this, this podcast being on Edify. Is that right? Yeah. So this podcast is on the Spark Media Network, and it can also be heard on the Edify app. Great. Thank you. And listeners, just thank you. We value you and your time today. Um, I want to close this out with a prayer and please follow the show. Uh, head to the show notes to find out how to reach Misty, find out more about me, and I'll have the scriptures included as well. And Father, I just want to thank you for each person listening to this podcast right now. We thank you that you are the son of suffering and that, Father, because of your suffering, because of your conquering the cross, that we know that we can put our hope in you and that we can hand our struggles over and that you are with us in the midst of them. Father, I pray for each person and ask that you come in a mighty way for each person today. In Jesus' name. And Misty, thank you so much for your time and for your wonderful, wise, and encouraging advice and for your story and how you have stayed so strong. I just am thankful for your your time today. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks, Misty. Thank you, listeners. Until next time, stay healthy and hopeful and tune in again to Empty Nest Guests.